Welcome back to a new episode of the Shout at the Devils podcast. I am Justin Brady, aka Devils Fanatics. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Moya, aka Devils.Report. The Devils had their first game of round two against the Carolina Hurricanes at Raleigh last night. And it was not a good game to say the least. Devils fell five to one in game one. So, Daniel, let's get right into it. What were your thoughts about this game? I mean, obviously it wasn't great. They, It's kind of annoying how for the second series in a row now, we can't get off to a hot start. I know we're capable of coming back, obviously. This is nowhere near the end of the world. It's one game and a, um, whoever wins four first. But it's just frustrating. They they played very sloppily. They definitely missed Timo Meyer being out of the lineup. They didn't get great goaltending, but their defense kind of hung them out to dry. Just a lot of unfortunate things that went on last night, and we definitely got to clean it up if we want to win this series. Yeah, definitely. Um, Offense uh, was a problem um, in this game, big time. Devils had one shot in the first period. The Hurricanes had two goals in the first period. So that's just a horrible stat to start off with. And in total, the Devils had 18 shots on goal. <clears throat> that is not going to cut in the playoffs in any game unless your goaltender is absolutely outstanding, which uh, unfortunately Akira Schmidt had a rough outing yesterday and was pulled after after he let the third goal up, which I did not agree with, but we'll get into that later on here. Um, So yeah, not a good, not a good game for the Devils. Um, The the lone goal for the Devils was from Nate Bastion. Um, It was actually a nice breakaway goal by him. Um, But the only line that I thought really played well in this game was the fourth line of Miles Wood, Nate Bastion, Michael McLeod. They were the only guys who seemed like they were creating offense for us, giving us energy, looking like a line that actually wanted to win this game. And not to discredit the other guys, but this team, look, they just came off a long, hard-fought series against the Rangers. And then the next day, you have to go down to Carolina. And then the next day, you have to play Carolina, who's well-rested in a hostile environment. In game one, it's not easy. It definitely is not, it's not an excuse, but it's definitely not going to be easy on you. So I'm not really worried about this game, to be honest with you. I did say last episode, I expected the Devils to lose game one, and then they're going to win the rest of the games. I don't know if that will happen, but we did say if the Devils take one game in Carolina, that's a big dub to go back to the Rock with the Tide Series. And I think the Devils have a real good shot of going um, back to the rock tide because I think this team's going to make adjustments next game, but um, just not good offensive wise, defense wise, not really good either. Some bad breakdowns, especially on the third goal. Um, really just let I, I think who was it? Caught, I, I always have trouble talking. Yeah, yeah, um, left them wide open in front of the net. Um, so that that sucked. I don't think Schmidt should have been taken out of this game. Because I did say after the game, you have to ride or die with him. And he taking him out of the game, I don't think helps his confidence or morale, in my opinion. I, I get it what Lindy's trying to do. He's trying to change something, maybe spark a spark something with the team by putting Vanacek in. But I don't like it. I think at this point you can't keep on playing roulette with which goalie is gonna be playing in which game. It's Schmidt now. If you're gonna do this stupid thing with goalie roulette. You're you're not gonna win. So that's that's my thoughts on the game. Basically, nothing really much to say about this game other than other than like the Devils just weren't that good. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, the Kalkani Emmy goal is it's the second time this year that we've given up a goal directly because Jonas Siegenthaler's helmet fell off. And in, in, in this case, his helmet got ripped off. Yeah, go ahead, Justin. So I, it was interesting on that play. So it should have been a penalty to start off with because I don't I forgot who I saw a tweet. I think um, it was Martinuk, I believe. Martin, yeah, he ripped, ripped Siegenthaler's helmet. That's a penalty. And then a Devils player got, I, I forget who it was, got high stick because me and Dan weren't able to watch the full game, unfortunately, because we had a street hockey game. But I, from what the highlights, what I saw, I, I think a player got high sticked in the in the face and they were bleeding and they didn't call it. It was it was um stall on Jack Hughes, high sticked, and Jack was bleeding. And it was, it was the same play. Completely missed. It should have been a four minute power play for us. Instead, we get nothing. Um, that, that six minutes of power. Yeah, play yeah, and it wasn't just that the and I'm not normally one to make excuses for officiating, but this was another game just like Game Seven, headed by Wes McCauley, and he has a reputation for not being good these playoffs so far. He's been very erratic. He calls way too many penalties that shouldn't be called, yet misses a lot of obvious ones. His, his crews always seem to do that. Even in Game 7, even after we won, I still said that I was not pleased with his officiating that game. There was a boarding call, Kokaniemi on Brat, most obvious boarding call in the world. Two-hand cross-check right into the boards. Brat goes face first, missed. In the second period, there was a face-off violation. Stahl played the puck right off the face-off with his hand, also was not called. And then we had Martinuk with Siegenthaler and... um. Stall's high stick on Hughes, which a four-minute power play could have been a huge, huge, huge turning point. Those calls cannot be missed in the playoffs. And let me say, the Devils did not play great. I do not think they would have won the game regardless, personally. But call it fair, we needed to be called the same way for both teams, and that was not what happened last night. So it's just really, really frustrating because I, I really don't want to make excuses. The Devils could have played way better. They did not. But it's the playoffs. You cannot be missing stuff like this. It's awful, awful, awful. Um, There is, I believe, a little reason for hope. I don't think they completely got outplayed. They were just a little lazy and sloppy. The Hurricanes only had four more shots than the Devils. So overall, it was a very low event game. Um, Devils had 52% of the scoring chances, 52% of the high danger chances. Expected goals were dead even between the two teams. But the only thing that matters, the actual goals at 5v5, the Devils only had 20%. So at the end of the day, you could read all these advanced stats. The, the only thing that matters is the scoreboard. And the Devils were not able to finish their chances. We've said that the Canes don't have a goalie to the caliber of Igor Shesterkin. We need to start peppering him. Nothing special. He really isn't. And um, also, Devils did not get great goaltending. Even we were still in it when it was 3-1, and Vitek let, let up a pretty soft goal to Brady Shea. I mean, right in between his arm, he was at a position. Uh, I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you because I think, first off, um, I don't know who was behind the net, but they fanned on the first pass to a guy wide open, and then Brady Shea just came in, like another guy just wide open, and I mean, it was a hard shot. I think I don't. I, it, he could have made the save, Vitek, but I mean, I think it's just bad defense. Nobody's even close to Brady Shea. 
So that I, kind of really annoyed me a lot. No, I get what you're saying. I think sometimes both can be true. Like the goalie cannot be in 100% the best position, but also the defense puts him in a really shitty situation. And we've seen that theme with the 5-1 games, game one and game two in the Rangers series. A lot of missed assignments, defense being sloppy. And it's just, it's frustrating because we know the caliber of play the Devils are capable of we saw it in game seven we saw it in four different games in the rangers series and it's either like they're really on or really off it feels like there's no in between and that gets frustrating at times so i definitely have hope it's not the end of the world at all we were on the road we dropped game one it happens we came back from 2-0 last series but i really do not want to be in a 2-0 hole for this series i want to make it 1-1 i i don't want to have to feel like we're climbing back out of it because it's it's not an easy thing to do especially against a, a pretty disciplined and overall solid team of the carolina hurricanes i i would say this about the hurricanes they're a very complete team there's not one player outside of maybe aho that's like oh my god this player is amazing but they all have a role on on this team for the Carolina, they all have an important role and they all contribute. Um, so credit to them. But I to give credit to Carolina, they did great against our superstar players yesterday and Jack Hughes, Nico Heischer, and Jesper Bratt. Jack Hughes really struggled yesterday. He really only had like one big chance, I would say, that whole game. He had a minus three. So really tough night for Jack. So, I mean, we know Carolina's defense. They were really good in that series against the Islanders. They were good in the season. Their four check is probably the best in the league. And when they got and they got some big saves from um Freddie Anderson. So I, I don't think the Devils had that many high scoring chances. There there really wasn't much offensive production from what I saw from the Devils. So I'm not really concerned because I feel like we didn't challenge Freddie Anderson enough in this nope, game. I feel like that's definitely. what a, a lot of in the first round, that's what a lot of Rangers fans say. Like they didn't chat they didn't challenge Akira Schmidt enough. And I mean, that is true to an extent. They didn't challenge yeah. him enough because the Devils defense was really good. So now it's kind of the opposite here in game one. Um, Devils really didn't challenge them that much outside of that breakaway goal, maybe a few other chances really, but not much. The Devils had to offer an offense, um, which is, I mean, I, I, it's, it's it's expected, but I mean, eh, it kind of sucks. Also, um, go for how, how many times has Dougie Hamilton... And this is not to put him down at all. He's a great player. It happens in hockey. But it just feels like all the time, in a big moment, Dougie Hamilton rips one off the post. Like, so many times. And we're we're down two. Devils on the power play had the chance to pull it within one with plenty of time to go. Dougie Hamilton rings iron the whole game. Changes like that. Shea scores a couple minutes later. And that, that's just hockey. I mean, it's not to fall anyone. Not every shot's going to go in the back of the net. But I feel like it's it's been a good amount of times this year where Doug, Dougie has that cannon. And he's scored plenty of goals in clutch spots too. But it's like, oh, like that close. Like a few inches could have been the difference. And th- that's just the sport of hockey. It's unfortunate. But it feels like it happens a lot to Doug. He's ran into some bad luck this year. And he still scored over 20 goals. So it's a game of inches. Um, yep. thing that I kind of want to bring up um, that we I don't we have not brought up once um, in um, these playoffs is offensive production from our defensemen. The whole this whole playoffs, the Devils have only one goal. From a defenseman that was Dougie Hamilton's overtime goal against the Rangers. And, and Sieg's and, goal. And Sieg's goal, yes. Yeah. Um, correct. So two. 
And but in the whole season, in the regular season, the, the Devils had the most offensive production out of any team from their defensemen. So it's kind of I'm a, I'm a little worried right now because I feel like guys, especially like guys like Severson, Marino, like they were they kind of got involved a good amount um offensively, even Graves um in, in during the season. So I've seen some people say maybe bringing Luke Hughes. And honestly, I'm kind of like starting to like think like maybe it wouldn't be the end of the world because we're not getting offense from our defensemen. I I don't I don't want to bring Luke Hughes, but I mean I wouldn't be like annoyed with the idea to try something out if this series really starts to get out of hand. I don't I don't I don't say do it in game two. Yeah. Um, but I mean if this series starts to really get out of, out of hand, the Devils really struggle offensively. I'm open to the idea of bringing Luke in because. I think we need offense from our defense. We need offense from everybody, not just our forwards. And unfortunately, we're not getting that much offense from our top guys like Nico Bratt. And obviously, Timo was out yesterday. So I think outside of Dougie, I mean, Dougie hasn't really done much offensively outside of that overtime. Um, So, and obviously, he hit the post yesterday. Tough luck for him. Um, So, I mean, I I think we need some offensive production from our guys um, on the blue line. Um, I think in game two, that's what it's going to take. Some guy to really just get a big goal for us there. Maybe John Moreno or Severson or Gravy get a big goal for us on the game two to win that game. Yeah, for sure. Here, here's my take on it. I'm not too worried about the overall like goal production from our defensemen if they're playing the way they did in game seven. If they if they're doing their job and locking a team down, if they run into a goal here and there, that's great. The issue now is we're not getting the production from our defensemen, but we're also not getting them from our top forwards, like you said, Nico and Brat. So when you're combining the two, we're just not scoring goals. Period. Like you said, Jack had a horrible game too. We we just need the offense in general to step up. We can't rely on veterans like Eric Hall and Andre Palat to do all the work the entire playoffs. We have top guys for a reason and yes Timo is out that hurt last night but that's when you need guys like Jesper Bratt to step up and instead he did the opposite and took it down a level and it, it it's it definitely sucks to see that um they really just same thing with after game six they can't harp on it everyone needs to be better really I think they know that I I really don't want Lindy putting VTech in I think after that's nothing against VTech, but just the way Schmidt has responded in every tough situation, including that game seven where we are literally facing elimination. You can't keep messing around with it. Schmid, he he had he didn't have a great game, but like we said, the defense hung him out to drive to dry. The one goal was literally because of a miss roughing call, and the net was basically empty because Siegs had to go to the bench. Um other goals, misassignments, stuff like that. Ryan Graves on, um, oh, what's his name? I'm blanking on who scored the goal, but it was oh, their oh, second like goal. Jarvis. Oh yeah, yeah. No, Gravy got beat at the blue line by um Jarvis, and Gravy's too slow to catch up to him. Yeah, it, yep. th- that that was bad, and Graves That's got it. benched for a while because of that. And I I really do, th- I really don't think he's been that great these playoffs. I think Marino's taking it to another level, even defensively. Severson's been very solid. He's limited the turnovers. He's been very good. Um, then we have guys like Siegs. Even Dougie's played pretty good defense. I we haven't seen him caught out of position that much these playoffs. He he's basically done. He's played league average defense, which is all we need out of him. But Ryan Graves has just seemed very off. And Lindy Ruff obviously agrees because he benched him after that. 
So he needs to step up, and it wouldn't surprise me if we do happen to go down 2-0. I think Ryan Graves is the one I'd pull from the lineup for Luke Hughes. Uh, I agree with you, but um, I don't think we should get to that point yet. Let's see how yeah, game two hopefully. goes. If it's, if it's a shit fest like this one was, then we could start talking about yeah. it like for real. But, I mean, I'm not really worried. I think the Devils um will get their shit together, and they're going to have themselves a good game too and send this thing tied back to the rock. Um, so what are, are your keys to winning game two at Raleigh? My keys are to start peppering the goaltender. He's not Igor Shesterkin. Start firing shots. Don't be don't try to make the perfect pass. Just do what worked. If it worked against Igor, it's gonna work against any of the Hurricanes goaltenders. Um we gotta relax. It's not a big deal. It's a one-game deficit. Just play to your ability, have that lockdown defense. Hopefully Timo's back and he can bury a puck or two. And like we've said, we need a guy like Jesper Bratt or Nico Heischer to step up and put one in the back of the net because we've now played eight games in these playoffs and not one of them has scored a goal besides Bratt's empty netter. That's not good enough. We need our top guys to be top guys. And hopefully Jack Hughes too because it's been a few games since he's scored now and it'd be really nice to see him put one in the back of the net. And we also need strong goaltending because I know defense didn't help Schmidt at all, but we need him to get locked in and get right back into his elite self that we saw earlier in these playoffs. Yeah, I like that. Um, For me, I would say make sure to clear the puck out when you get the chance because Carolina's forecheck is absolutely resilient. It's the best in the league by far. So um, make sure you're clearing out the puck when you need to. Um, I want I want an offensive goal. I mean, I mean, I want offensive production from our a defenseman. Um, in this game, I we need a goal from one of them. I think to win this game, got to get the guys going on the blue line there, especially offensively. They've been good defensively, but uh, not every game. But we need we need some offense from those guys as well. And um, I don't know, like really, what else? I I would like to see maybe Nico or um. Timo uh, or Brad or really just get a goal here. It's 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 getting it's long overdue now. It's really getting frustrating now that these guys cannot bury one past any goalie they go against. Um, so I expect a goal from one of them. It's about time now. If you're not going to get any offense production from them at all this series, you could kiss the series goodbye because getting not getting offensive production from our top players, you're not going to win a series. Unfortunately, it's just how it works. So I don't know. And obviously you got to stick with Schmidt and hopefully he gives you a good game. He doesn't have to have a spectacular game, but just good enough to win this game. Yeah, I, I agree. You hit the nail on the head. We, we definitely need to be better. We can both agree on that. And I think everyone in that locker room can agree with that because there is a drastic difference between their playing game seven of round one and game one of round two. And They'll be fine. I really think they will be. They they just played a long, grueling seven-game playoff series in that raucous Carolina atmosphere. They're gonna they, they just seem to step slow. I think that's really what it comes down to. They were just flat-footed that whole game. They were never able to find their footing, and they started finding it. Shots were nine-five after the goalie change. So maybe that lit a little spark in them. I don't know if I agree with the goalie change either, but. They clearly picked it up towards the end. They just weren't able to find the back of the net. So hopefully they could ride off that, just like they wrote off Mercer's goal in game six, even though it was a blowout. 
they they had something to go off of and it sparked them for game seven. So I, I could say the same thing. I, I think hopefully that goalie change did light a spark in them. And I think they're going to play much better and be able to match Carolina because I think we're the faster team and we yeah, just, did, they are. yeah. And we, we just didn't look like it last night. So no, no reason to hit the panic button right now. We're good. Yeah, no, they're fine. Um, so we got a big game too. Um, tomorrow night, um, against Carolina at Carolina once again. Devils will be looking to tie this series up at one apiece, heading back to the Rock for two games. So hopefully they don't fall into a two nothing deficit like they did in round one. Because if that's going to be a pattern, it's not going to work out yeah. well. For you. It, the Devils were. I look, they can come back and they can overcome anything. I believe, but. Coming up, coming back against Carolina, not just in a series, but in any game, um, is very hard. I think Carolina's records, like it's like twenty five. I I saw something yesterday, but their Carolina's record when they are leading going into the third period or score the first goal is absolutely amazing. So you don't want to fall behind. I think also something I want to add into our key takeaways is. Get off to a hot start in this game because the Devils did not do that in game one. You get off to a hot start in this game and you're in, you're in a good place um, going forward here. So I think Devils get off to a hot start. They win this game. Yeah, you're going to be there, right? Nah, unfortunately, I will not. Oh. I, thought, I thought I was going to go Man. there. I, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm going to try. I'm going to aim to go to game five unless it's like. Unless it's like three one or something like that. If it's like a really important game, two two, Devils are or Devils are up three one. Who knows? It's fine. Last time you were at a game two, they lost. So maybe maybe it's better. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, good point. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see if my prediction uh works out and the Devils winning four in the next four in a row. It's a bold prediction, but this team could do it. I believe it. So who knows? Yeah, you're right. Um, like you said, huge, huge, huge game. Don't want to fall behind 2-0 again. That's not a recipe for success. I fully believe they can do it, but they gotta go out tomorrow night and show it. That's what it comes down to. Yep, exactly. So thank you guys for tuning in to today's episode. Uh it was a rather short episode, but I mean not much to really gather from that game outside other than that. The Devils just were not on their game and they just have to bounce back and come out stronger, faster, tougher. In game two, nothing to worry about. Devils will battle back and make this series interesting. No worries at all. So, Daniel, any last words? Uh, Just got to say, let's go Devils, baby. Woo! All right. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate all of you. And let's go Devils, baby. Woo! Peace. Peace. Thank you for listening to Shout at the Devils by your hosts, Justin Brady and Daniel LaMoya. As always... Let's go Devils, baby! Woo!